Welcome back to All 22 this week. I'm your host, Fred Curtis, along with our co-host, Kelly Dawsey. Uh, Kelly, man, what is going on today, and how is your quarantine life going? Uh, man, I woke up early. Um, didn't want to. I got my lift in early. Didn't have the energy at all, but I pushed through. <laughs> so It's greatness, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I started, I had to finish it, so... And it, like I said, I think I, I mentioned this last week, uh, when you wake up early and, and I don't know if the people know, but I go live at 8 a.m. If you wake up early and people are counting on you, counting on you to be there, <laughs> you have no excuse. No, that's real. <laughs> I kind of put myself in that position on purpose. <laughs> you know, but I think that's what we should, when people always talk about, oh, I want to get into you know, shape or whatever. Like it's it's a totally different thing when you have to be somewhere on time. You have to. Other be. people are expecting you to be there. <laughs> yep. you know? And and I told them straight up, look, I I don't have the energy, but hey, I'm gonna push through. But hey, I, I found it. Um, it's kind of like you're a runner. I'm not, <laughs> but I hear when you reach like during a marathon, half marathon, you reach that certain mile point and you gain that second win. Oh yeah. You know, that that's that's kind of how it was in the middle of my workout. And I just – the latter part was just – I killed it. Yeah, after that second win, man, it's amazing. The prob- the only thing with second wins is that, like, you one, you never know when they're coming. You can start projecting a little bit, like, once you get comfortable. But the thing is, like, the more in shape you get, the longer it takes to catch it. And that's gotcha. what I always get frustrated <laughs> about. It's like, oh, this joint used to come like a mile in. Now I'm running six miles and that thing don't come to a three and a half. I'm like, this is ridiculous. But anyway, um, such as life. Yeah, yeah, all the pro tip uh, on running, I'm, I'm here for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, other than that, man, I um, uh, did some speed training with some high school guys at around four. But other than that, man, I kind of been relaxing. Uh, high school is, well, the end of the school year is officially over. Submitted my grade, so... Yeah, man. That's how I'm living. <laughs> how you and other coaches feeling about the prospects of, of football season, man? Y'all think it's going to happen? Think it's too early? I I think, um, for one, I think NFL and all of those, um, all of these leagues who bring in a boatload of money, they, they of course, they care more about the money <laughs> than the health. So, oh, yeah. I honestly think it's going to be a season. Oh, yeah. Um, not saying I agree or disagree, but I – like I'm like 95% sure that it's going to be, they're going to resume the basketball season and there's going to be a football season. Um, with GHSA, um, they're putting something in motion where um, we can start like either like, like after the dead period, which is after July 4th week. So we'll be able to start practicing and things like that. So it's looking like it's going to, go all the way into July until we can start practicing and prepping for the season. So we'll see, man. That's kind of a projection. No, I mean, that's not bad, to be honest. And honestly, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, this isn't a political statement, you know, because I, I honestly a few weeks ago thought everything was going to be shut down for a while. But just seeing the tide and the way things have turned is just – because I, I remember we were talking about it. I was like, hmm, should we even be, you know, talking about football and doing a lot of this stuff? Is the season going to happen? I'm 99% sure a season is going to happen. Not necessarily that I agree with it. It's like you said, like these people, like folks just aren't going to allow themselves to lose billions. Like they're, they're not. And, they're that, not. and that's just the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't think you do. It might be a lot of people that don't, but 
there's gonna be NFL football this year, like, yep. and and it, and it and it might you know look differently. Now, I, I do have huge um, like concerns about like I don't think you're gonna get seventy five thousand people in the stadium. Now, I, oh, I, I do, don't either. Yeah, I do think that's crazy. Um, but they're gonna play games. It might be without fans. It might be with five thousand fans, more spread out, whatever. But you know, football is gonna get played, and people won't like it. But it just kind of is what it is. And you know, and I'll get off of this, but I think I, I get the whole like sports aren't that important argument. And in the grand scheme of things, like they aren't when you're talking about you know people. You they know, are, but they away. are. <laughs> but but they are in that like there are people who work in that field too, and it's like people always think about the players, and it's just yep, yep. The, the players might not need the money, but there are thousands of production people, camera folks, analysts mm-hmm. that you don't know the name of who do the research. Like their jobs matter too. Um, yep. And you know, their jobs matter. Lord help me. But you know what I mean? Um, and, and so like, you know, no, it's not that important, but it's, it's a business like anything else. Um, exactly. And, and, and we, you know, like I said, we, we got to move on from this, but people, they forget that the, for one, these are the, the athletes, that's their job. <laughs> So exactly. uh, yes, yes, is they love yes they get millions of dollars to get uh, to do what they love to do, but it's still that's that's their nine to five essentially like that's what they do, and that's how they feed their family. The owners they invested in this product, of course they wanted to go on, and the stadium workers and all of that. Uh, shout out to the teams who are still going to pay those people, even right. though, even if you know we don't have a season, but it's still a job. <laughs> These, this is still a livelihood. Exactly. So people don't think about that. No, I hear you, man. So that's why I feel, you know, pretty confident about this continuing to dive into football. I think it's going to happen. Same thing with college football. Again, like I think it would be wild. Like I said, if you get a hundred thousand people in Michigan stadium in September, you know, that that's a little reckless, but you know, co- college football is still going to happen too. It's just too much money on the line. So exactly. Um, now we got that out of the way. Good old capitalism. Um, <clears throat> there was a report late last week, and there was a report, and, you know, I'll reference this or, or you know, uh, qualify rather, that it came from Chris Sims. So, you know, you take almost everything you hear from Chris Sims with a grain of salt. But um, the report was about the Seahawks apparently offering uh, Russell Wilson, best quarterback in the league, we'll get to that later, uh, to the Browns for the number one overall pick in 2018. Um, Sim said he had heard a rumor from some people that he quote unquote trust a couple years ago and uh, all this other stuff. Obviously, the the, the trade didn't happen. Uh, Cleveland took Baker Mayfield, Seattle resigned uh, Russell, and the rest is sort of history. But it brought up an interesting conversation, uh, mostly because there's uh, nothing to talk about now in the sports world, particularly now that the last dance is over. Um, so it's always a good topic of conversation. Um, I have I have my thoughts on this. I, first of all, I don't know anybody who would say this would have been a good deal for Seattle. Um, I think they're both pretty obtuse because there was another report out there that says Cleveland turned it down, which I think would be even more ridiculous <laughs> yeah, than Seattle yeah. offering it. Um, yeah. But I like to play, you know, the, the what if game and just, you know, from a 30,000 foot level, like, how different the league would would be. So basically, the easy question to start this out with for a franchise that has been awful, and I don't think they made the playoffs since 2002, uh, would Cleveland have made the playoffs in the last two years with Russell Wilson? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I I don't even know why I thought about that. If you think about, well, 
you got to think about some things because and Jarvis Landry got there in 2018. Jarvis Landry's there. Then you have Russell Wilson's cap. They don't have OB. They won't. They wouldn't have had the cap to get OBJ. But still, when has Russell Wilson had a receiver like I'm not saying Jarvis Landry is top five receiver, but he hasn't had that guy. He hasn't had, um, you know, the past since March since Marshawn Lynch left. He hasn't had Nick Chubb. He hasn't had, you know, Cleveland has had offensive weapons. Their defense is always pretty solid. I, I, I and you, you got to think about what he's done. I think it wasn't um, last year, but 2018, he accounted for like 80% of the offense. Yeah. With like, who was he throwing to? <laughs> so if he can take that team to the playoffs, I don't think he's never won less than 10 games. And he's, when early in his career, people were trying to say, okay, it's the defense, the defense, blah, blah, blah. Yes, the defense helped him, um, I guess, mature faster. It helped him grow a lot faster because he didn't have to win the game. He was still like, you know, he, he had some pretty solid performances, but he didn't have to win the game. But now this guy is just literally game in and game out, just making ridiculous throws. People forget that he's – I don't think he's 5'10". He's 5'9", probably. Yeah, they give him a couple inches, definitely. <laughs> he's, the guy is out there 5'9", and just ro- running around. Looks like – if you saw him in person, you would think he just – he wasn't a football player. He's just yeah. making dudes look silly out there. So, I, I, if he can take the past – if he can win two games with the roster that Seattle had the past two years, which, which is crazy, like – I don't know what John Snyder and uh, Pete Carroll are doing, but if he can take that roster and win 10 games, he can win 10 games with that Cleveland Browns roster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I definitely agree. No, I, I, I agree with you, man, for real. Uh, and this is probably one of those we can wrap up pretty pretty easily. But uh, they did go – they went 9-7 and seven in 2017. But other than that – okay. Other than that, you know, 11 wins, 13-12, 10-10, so on and so forth. 11-5 and five last year. And, like, I'm a, I'm a fan of John Snyder, and we've talked about this on previous podcasts. And um, throughout June and July, we'll be doing our team-by-team previews here. Y'all make sure to check that out on uh, All-22 Podcasts. But that roster isn't as good as it was in his early years. And to your point, there was always this talk of, you know, oh, it's the defense, Legion of Boom, even to the point to where, you know, I think revisionist history needs to start looking at those guys a little – I don't want to say more harshly than we do now, but – a lot of the animosity was because they thought, you know, Pete Carroll, that coaching staff, the front office was trying to prop up Russell Wilson. And I don't think that excuses not giving Marshawn Lynch the ball on the one yard line um, because it doesn't. But, you know, I, I, I think you can't argue that long term they made the correct decision. And yeah. because you, you don't build a team around you know, two safeties and two cornerbacks. I'm sorry to tell that to the DB coach, but you uh, don't. I mean, you don't. <laughs> But, you don't. You know, you, you build it around the quarterback, and they and they realized what they had early on with a 24, 25-year-old young guy. So um, I agree with you. Cleveland definitely would have made the playoffs, especially in 2018. They finished 7, 8, and 1 uh, and really took yep. off after they after they fired Hugh Jackson. And and the biggest thing to, to make – to turn this from opinion to, you know, truth is that they played four overtime games and lost two of those – lost three of them, rather, 
No, they lost two. They tied one and they won one. Um, and, you know, you can't tell me they wouldn't Russell have Russell wins a couple of those games. Yeah, I was just about to say. Yeah. I mean, to those two overtime losses were at Oakland at Tampa. I mean. Oh, yeah. Come on. R- R- Russell's good enough to win both of those, probably in regulation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's, that's two or three wins right there. Um, last year, you know, the bottom fell out a little bit more as well. But, you know, if you have a guy like that in your locker room, you probably don't have a lot of the same issues that team has had in general to begin with. So, yeah, you, you, and people, and, and I guess the novice fan or just, <laughs> would just, they don't, or just somebody who was never a part of team culture. They don't think about those type things. The quarterback, and we spoke about this with Baker, he's not a, he's a rah rah guy, but he's not a guy who's going to galvanize the troops. <laughs> like, he's not a guy that's, Okay, dang! I want to play for that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm a bust. I'm a bust through a wall for that guy. Yeah. With Russ, that's that's what you're getting. And I mean, you you hear, you hear his, um, you know, pregame speeches and things like that. That's that's not all of it. You know, it's what he does behind the scenes. How he take care of his offensive line. How he hypes, you know, his teammates. So how he never throws anybody under the bus. <laughs> so it's 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 He's a high character guy, and you know, and plus he's a great football player. So, yeah, man, they 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 wouldn't have had even with Freddie Kitchens, they wouldn't have had you know some of those troubles they were having. I don't think. No, yeah, and they wouldn't. Have. I mean, Russ is a leader of men, you know, and I think that's that's my biggest. I don't want to say gripe with Baker Mayfield. I don't have anything against him personally. I don't know him. He doesn't know me. I mean, we don't know each other from Adam. So it's not that I dislike him. I think everybody just crowned him a little too early. And the the antics he has, they're just not – they're not what you want, what you can expect, or what you can have from a successful franchise quarterback. That's just fact. And you can argue that all you want, but it just is what it is. And – you know, if he ever decides to to mature and, and, you know, become a CEO of a football team, then maybe that'll turn around. But until he does that, you know, they're going to continue to be average. And you can get mad at that all you want, but you're just going to have to be mad at the truth. So yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the bigger thing is, and we won't get into that, but I think, you know, one interesting thing is if, if Cleveland had accepted that deal, who does Seattle take number one, number one overall? I couldn't have seen – John Schneider taking Baker Mayfield. Um, they would have obviously had to take a quarterback. I don't know. Maybe they go Darnold. Maybe they go Lamar. I'm glad that didn't happen because I like Lamar in a Ravens uniform. But, um, you know, a variety of what-if tunnels we could go down. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I literally had those three listed. So, um, if, if you're thinking, okay, wh- who looks like Russell? Baker does look like Russell as far as uh, size, you know, way he moves and things like that. I'm speaking from what he did in college. So how he moved and things like that. But I'm like, you know, Darnold was, I think most people had Darnold as the number one rated quarterback coming out that year. Most, you know, oh, yeah. quote unquote experts. <laughs> now, if they went Lamar, you know, I, I don't think, I think Lamar is great, but Lamar in the Ravens organization is even better. See what I'm saying? Like people's perfect fit. They, they just go to Cleveland to die. <laughs> oh yeah. So like him, that was the best thing. That was the best team for his career. Going, going to, that, that was the best thing that happened to him. It's not, 
it's not that many organizations that would have, you know, embraced just, hey, we love how you play. We're not going to change it. We're going to change our offense for you, and we're just going to roll. A lot of teams wouldn't have done that. So, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that that's the biggest thing. You know, like the, the, the Ravens are the Ravens for a reason. You know, the, the Chiefs have become the Chiefs for a reason. All, all the good teams pretty much is because they do what you should do in life in general if you they call yourself what they're supposed to do. <laughs> a, a leader and a manager, which is you adapt what you do to your employees and the people who are trying to execute your vision. That's just that's basic leadership. And the problem is 90% of people who are in quote unquote leadership positions have no business being there because they're not leaders. Um, but it's one of the reasons why people are, Oh, he's a system guy. He's everybody's a system guy. I'm, everybody. I'm, I'm not even going to sit here and say like, I, I think people, you could legitimately make an argument that if Pat Mahomes is in Cleveland, I'm not going to say he's going to bust, but he's not Pat Mahomes. If he goes to Cleveland or Detroit or, you know, he doesn't Tampa have any read. <laughs> yeah. I mean, or- like, like that's so important. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at um, and not 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 giving, you know, um, not saying that it's not all his fault. But look at Matt Stafford. <laughs> Man, like he's not. Con- he, I mean, yes, he should have been. He should have won more games, of course. But the guy's been having a lot of OCs, and it's Detroit, so. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta think about that thing. You oh gotta yeah, think about those things too. Now, organization fit, structure, all that stuff matters, and and I think this is actually a perfect segue because uh, today is all about the quarterbacks. So, mm-hmm. um, we're gonna talk first top ten quarterbacks of all time, and then we're gonna get into our top ten quarterbacks right now. So, um, and we'll caveat this a little bit later. That's not the top ten quarterbacks who are still active. It's you know going into the twenty twenty season. Who do we think the top ten? Uh, signal callers in the league are. Um, I think our our first stab is going to be top ten quarterbacks of all time, um, and I and I, I reckon we probably have uh, some lists that um, battle one another a little bit here. Um, so I'm I'm gonna run down my top ten, and then Kelly, you run down yours, and then we'll dive into it. Um, first, I, I think number one is is pretty obvious. Yeah, Tom Brady, um, yeah. and number two, I got Joe Montana. Now, and we'll get into this momentarily. I I don't even know if the Brady-Montana debate should be closer. I went into my research for this thinking that it should be, and I was a pretty hard liner for that. As I did, <laughs> as I did more research on it, I was like, mm, okay, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't as, as close as I wanted it to be. Um, I, I guess I want to have a debate about whether or not we should have more of a debate. Now, granted, gotcha. Tom is better than Joe. Um, and you got to rank them ahead of Joe. But I think we should just talk about talking about that more. Anyway, uh, that's me having no sports to, to watch and just going down rabbit holes. Uh, Peyton Manning at three. Johnny Unitas at four. Breeze at five. I got Bart Starr at six. Brett Favre at seven. Dan Marino at eight. Roger Staubach at nine. And John Elway at ten. And, and before, I, before I throw it over to you, I think the thing for me – when I look at some of the older guys, because, like, obviously, I didn't see Johnny Unitas play. I didn't, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't watch Bart Starr. I didn't watch Roger <laughs> Staubach. You can, you can find some Roger Staubach games uh, in the vault on YouTube or whatever else it is. I think what I, what I tried to look at for, for these older guys is, you know, did they revolutionize the game? And so, yeah, 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 yeah. That's all we can do. That's that. That's all you can do. 
Um, and we'll get into more of those, you know, specifics momentarily. But I said, all right, you got to include Unitas. You got to include Star, you know, for a variety of reasons. He sort of ushered in the Super Bowl era. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Roger Staubach, honestly, could have ended up at the top of this list. Um, if not for his naval duty, we can get into that in a minute. But that's what I got. Brady, Montana, Manning, Unitas, Breeze, Star, Favre, Marino, Staubach, Elway. What's your list, man? All right. So <laughs> I think we, uh, we, we, feel, we, we feel kind of the same about Elway. I still got him on here. Uh, kind of have to, but uh, we, we feel similar. I have, um, I have Brady, Joe. Uh, Brady one, Joe two. Um, I'm a big, um, I'm not a big Saints fan, but I love Drew Brees. I I just love it. I I hate the Saints. And I don't, I really don't have a reason. It's, it's, it's kind of, I do have a reason. (laughs) It's Sean Payton has a punchable face. Yes. And, and the Saints fans act like they're off there. They're they're entitled because they won one Super Bowl, one. which they cheated their way through. Ah, like just about to say that. <laughs> so it that's that's what makes me hate them. <laughs> I, other than that, I have no problem. But uh, I have Drew Brees three, and uh, we can talk about it after um, I, I run down my whole list. So Drew Brees three, Peyton Manning four, Dan Marino five, Brett Favre six, Brett Favor. <laughs> John Elway, seven. Johnny Unitas, eight. Have Autogram, nine. I have Warren Moon, number 10. Ooh. I have Warren Moon, 10. Ooh. You know, I struggled. I wanted to put Warren on my list. And I probably should have. 10 was hard, man. <laughs> 10 was hard. And 10 could go all tough. the way. Honestly, I might call an Audible and get rid of John Elway and put Warren Moon up there. Um, <laughs> and, and, and the reason why is that, so, well, obviously, Warren got shafted for being black. And that's not mm-hmm. that's not opinion. You know, anybody who knows football knows that. So his career probably would have taken a different trajectory had he, no doubt. you know, been able to get into the league a little bit earlier. Um, I think the biggest thing here is like, and we actually had this question. We can just dive into it. I I I was wondering who's like the most overrated quarterback of all time. And I think like, you know, when you talk about overrated, the guy is still really good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it's got to be Elway. And people are like, how can you call him overrated? You put him on your list. I mean, you can talk to some folks who put Elway like top five and he lives in this folklore. And it's just like, look, he dove into the end zone when he was fat and 39 years old or 38, whatever yeah. he was, and did a <laughs> helicopter move. But, you know, that doesn't mean he's up there with Brady, Montana, Manning, so on and so forth. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, my biggest thing with Elway is just, yeah, he won two Super Bowl titles. Great. Um, he... First of all, he has a he has a lot of he has a really bad Super Bowl loss, probably the worst Super Bowl loss in I think it is the worst in the history of Super Bowls, like fifty five to ten, I think, or something crazy. Yeah. Just rings a bell. But then he he never made an All Pro team, which to me I, speaks to the fact that there was never a year where you were the best quarterback in football. Exactly. And, and I'm taking him out of my top ten for that very reason because. <laughs> You, you, you can't be a top five quarterback. Maybe you can be top 10. You can't be a top five quarterback if there was never a year in which everyone looked and said, you know what, that's the best signal caller in the league. Mm-hmm. You just can't. And so is he one of the greats? Yeah. Is he one of the all-time greats, you know, top five? I don't think so. I can't put him up there. Yeah, that, and, and that's my – we agree. Um, 
He had those his two Super Bowls his last two years, right? Yep, ninety seven. So, and I think if I'm not mistaken, did he did he lose three? Lost to the Giants. He lost to the Niners. Uh, let me look up the other one. I think he was zero and three in the Super Bowls before that. I think he was zero and three or zero and four. He took he took some L's early on for sure. He, he, he took some L's. Um, then he kind of got a back end and loaded team at the end, and you know he, he did win his two. Uh, but but like you said, he he was never regarded as. How do you not make one All Pro team? Just one. And we're not like like you said. We're not saying that he wasn't a great quarterback. It's just oh no. That's why I didn't put him in my top five. I, I have him at seven, and you know, I can probably change that too. But I wasn't going to put him over any of those top six guys. <laughs> now, and, and you think about when when I'm talking about uh, a lot of people think talent. So I remember Andrew Luck was coming out. Every all the draft gurus are saying he's the best scouted quarterback since John Elway. Who I cares if you don't? I can't lie. I said that. But I mean, okay. But now you're in the NFL now. Now do something. <laughs> I don't care about your arm mechanics and how you drop back and how you you know how you do stuff in shorts or how you did stuff in college. Get in the league and then do something. So very fair. I mean, yeah, that and and that's just that's been my and he's a trash uh, GM too. <laughs> well, oh, well, yeah, without question. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe turn it around this year with Judy Hamler. Um, he might, yeah. He, he might. No, we we agree, man. He he was on three in Super Bowls yeah. before those last two. But his and this is another point. His Super Bowl losses are bad. I mean, awful. Super Bowl 29-20, lost to the Giants. Twenty two, lost forty two to ten to Washington. And then obviously the the biggest bowl in Super Bowl history, fifty five to ten. He has some bad Super Bowl losses, man. Now I'll give him credit. You know the, he does have some memorable drives. Obviously, yeah. that's the drive. Um, so yeah. you know you got to give him that. But I think you when you take the zero three Super Bowl record and then combine with yeah he won those last two years, but that was a, a run first run heavy team with Terrell Davis yeah. um, and a pretty solid defense. And the last sort of knock against him, which I think keeps him out of the top five, is I, I give him Super Bowl 32. I don't agree with Mike Holmgren, Holmgren's strategy at the end of that game to let him score. Um, I just – I don't think – I don't ever think you let a team score. Um, but his second Super Bowl victory was against one of the worst Super Bowl participants ever in that 98 Falcons team. Yeah. I'm not taking a shot at, at, you know, anybody's team. That was just they, – They wouldn't have beaten the Vikings. No. <laughs> No, they wouldn't have. Um, and so I think I think those has to have to count, you know, as 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 knocks against them. Um, this uh, um, this is another another topic. Maybe maybe we should do this one about Hall of Famers who probably don't belong. Terrell Davis is not a Hall of Famer. Absolutely not. He's not a Hall of Famer. I mean, and, he, and it, it drives it drives me it drives me crazy that he is. And oh, me too. Like I said, I don't hate Terrell Davis, but. When you think Hall of Fame, it's the best of the best. You got to think about longevity. First off, okay, you got to count account for longevity. The guy played – I don't even think he played eight years, but you got to account for longevity and you got to account for stats. Like Frank Gore, there's no way you can't put that guy in the Hall of Fame. 
Oh, no. First ballot. <laughs> the man has been rushing, you know, uh, for 17 years. And the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. But as far as talent, maybe Terrell Davis is more talented than Frank Gore. Who, who knows? But, you know, without those two Super Bowls, Terrell Davis isn't in the Hall of Fame. And he was practically blind in the in the second half of one of them. So it's see, like – Well, it was a migraine. Let me stop. Let me not make fun of Yeah, I, I know. I know. That's <laughs> – but, he I mean, had a migraine. It's fact. But I'm saying it, it, he wasn't a, a factor. <laughs> no, he wasn't. But and yeah, and I think that's that that is and what I what I don't want to see happen is like the Pro Football Hall of Fame is still very much so um sacred. And and what I don't want to happen become the basketball hall I was just about to say that I don't want it to become basketball hall of fame where everybody just gets in. And I'm the same as you. I, I like Terrell Davis, but he has no business in the Hall of Fame. He no. only played four full seasons, um, okay. you know, 95 to 98. Yeah, he had that 2,000-yard season. If we're judging based off epic rushing seasons, Jamal Anderson should be a Hall of Famer. Jamal I mean, Anderson, you know, uh, and, um, Jamal, Jamal Lewis, Chris Johnson. <laughs> and he only played – now, Anderson fell just short of 2,000. But you're right, you know, Jamal Lewis, Chris Johnson had 2,000 yards. Is that what we're judging it off of? And Chris Johnson had a far – had a longer career. Um, I mean, Terrell Davis only played seven years. In his last three years in the league, he he didn't play more than eight games in a season. And so, you know, I, I think I'm hoping that Terrell Davis being in the Hall of Fame, he only drops the bar significantly for running backs and or maybe retroactively. Now, they're not going to take him out, but they just recognize, hey, we're not going to judge people off this comparison. We messed up. This guy really doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Um but I, I, I really want Canton to stay sacred. And, yep. and yeah, I don't understand why that guy is there. To that end, here's a big reason why John Elway got his two Super Bowls. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we'll give him that. Doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, but uh, definitely had a, a, a three-year stretch there from 96 to 98 where um, dude was just, was just ridiculous. Um, let's dive into some of the old school guys real quick. So I had Bart Starr at six, and I had Johnny Unitas at four. Uh, and I put Roger Staubach at nine, and you had Unitas at eight and Otto Graham at nine. I thought about including Otto Graham. I just – I couldn't – I couldn't figure out enough context to include him in there. So I had him at 12. And, uh, and at 11, I don't even – I think I want to revisit 11 because I had Jim Kelly. But anyway, um, <laughs> was, I, I want to talk about the old guys for a minute because, you know, for example, and I'll, let you, I'll throw it to you. To, to dish on Otto Graham momentarily. I had Johnny Unitas at four, and I had him there strategically because I do think, you know, there's Brady, there's Montana, then there, there's Peyton for a reason. I think you had Peyton at four, so that fits. I think now, if there's if you got a list that doesn't have Brady, Montana, and Manning in your top five, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, you don't yeah. know football. We don't need to have any conversations. Um, but I got Johnny Unitas up there just because – Dude threw for 3,000 yards in 1960. 1960, dude. That w- <laughs> I mean. Dude, the like, forward four pass was barely legal. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and people are like, oh, you can't tell stats. I can tell stats in that, in, in that situation. Exactly. Um, and, you know, five-time uh, All-Pro, you know, he only won Super Bowl once, but he didn't play that long in the Super Bowl era. So, you know, we're not going to really count that against him. I think the biggest thing for me and why I had him at four which is, you know, after sort of my pantheon of quarterbacks with Tom and Joe and Peyton, is that he revolutionized football. I mean, things we take for granted from 
quarterback position. Like the, the two minute drill was mm-hmm. invented essentially by Johnny Unitas. And I think, I think that for me, that's the context I take into account when I talk about the older guys is does, does the game that we see now, does it come as a direct result of, of these guys in the way that they played? Because every game, you know, football, basketball, baseball, whatever it is, is tremendously different from what it was 60 years ago. Um, but, but are the things that we see, you know, day in, day out, week out, week in, week out, whatever, you know, are they, are they things that came directly from the older guys? And with Johnny Unitas, two-minute drill, I mean, you, you can trace that back to, in my opinion, you can trace that back to the no huddle that we see a lot. You know, and the same thing with Bart Starr. You know, when you talk about the air raid, I think you can trace – some of that back to Bart Starr, not from the aspect of, you know, five wideouts. They weren't doing that in the 60s. But, you know, he played in – Starr played in an incredibly, obviously, as we know, a run-heavy offense in Green Bay, you know, that run-heavy sweep. But he threw the ball downfield a lot, particularly for that time period. And yeah. I think when, you know, folks folks saw that and saw that wrinkle in the offense, started incorporating it, and it evolved into this sort of, you know, pass-happy thing that we have today. Now, you know, I can't make that link directly, but I think Bart sort of, you know, helped, helped you know, bring some of that into fruition because, you know, he was, he was a, a pretty uh, sort of big, you know, uh, guy that sort of played off what we saw Johnny Unitas do. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's my criteria for, for some of the older guys. They don't have any games floating around on YouTube like these other guys do. But that's why I had Johnny and, and Bart in my, in my top ten. Yeah, and, that, and, and yeah, that's the only thing. Dude, we're, we're 30. We can't. <laughs> we don't know, you know anything. Like, we're, we're not John Clayton. <laughs> all right. I'm not going to try to act like we are either. You know, some guys get on here like, yeah, you know, Bart Starr was I'm like, no, I, I didn't see him play. Not only I didn't see him play, they don't. I can't go on YouTube or search the internet for any of these games. Either. Like I can watch Dan Marino's, you know, some regular season games from 1986 right now, if I want to. Exactly. Just, you can't do that for star and United. So, yeah, I, I took, I took the same approach. Um, and I had, um, same thing with, I had the same uh, thoughts with Johnny United. I had autogram at nine, uh, with quarterbacks, you think, Obviously, you got to think about Super Bowl slash championships because um, he played before the Super Bowl. So uh, you got to think about that first. And you got to think about, okay, how did he carry his team and, you know, who he had and things like that. The guy in 10 seasons, he had 10 championship game appearances. <laughs> so for That's one, I'm like, okay, dude, you're a winner. Like 10 seasons, it's, it's, it's like the LeBron – the LeBron thing in the NBA. Not saying you win them all, but he's getting he's consistently getting, there. getting to the championship every yeah. single year. So that that's that, that's pretty tough. Gotta count for something. It doesn't matter that, how, yeah. how old that is, what era. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You gotta you gotta account for that. And um yeah, the dude was just a winner, man. And I wish I don't know, I wish I can pull it up and just watch some of his games and see how, you know. He threw the he threw the ball. He had a two to one passer ratio, uh, touchdown to interception ratio, and a ninety nine percent, a ninety nine point one passer rating. So you know he had multiple three hundred plus passing games. So I mean, it's not like he was just you know toss left, toss right. <laughs> he was you know he can actually air the ball out. So you know imagine if you had athletes, 
you know, imagine if he had Jarvis Landry and OBJ, oh you know, those guys back then. So, oh yeah, I, I, that's why I put him on the list. I thought about Bart Starr, too. I mean, you can easily, you know, switch him out or whatever. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's why I put him at number nine. And here's just some quick context for listeners. Like, you know, Starr and, and Unitas were – oh, the Starr played most of his career in the 60s. United, Unitas played most of his in the late 50s and 60s. Otto Graham played from 1946 to 1955. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you talk about evolution of the game and the forward pass. Like, this guy played when – it was probably illegal to throw forward passes. Not, not yeah. really, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and it was the Cleveland Browns. But they were good back then, though, man. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm. That, that's my point too. <laughs> like you think, you think. Okay, when the Cleveland Browns were good, we automatically think Jim Brown, right? But you know, Otto Graham took the team to ten championships. <laughs> so, and it's the Cleveland yeah. Browns. They're a joke now. But people forget they were good. <laughs> That's real. And I think he lost his first two years of his career because of World War II. Hang on, I don't know. Did he? I think, yeah. So he was the, he was the fourth overall pick in okay. 44. Um, but then obviously didn't play at 44 or 45, you know, because the whole world was, was at war. Exactly. Um, yeah. Dang, I feel like I should have added him now. <laughs> hey man, these things change all the time. Yeah. That that man, that 10, 10 championship appearances in ten years, like come, that's that's impressive. I don't care what sport, what level, I don't nah. care. That's impressive. <laughs> that yeah, that's 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 wild. You can't beat that. Um, yeah. wrapping up some of these older guys, Mark Star five rings. That's why I included them in there. Um, Staubach had a short career, obviously because of his service in the Navy, but. 85 and 29 overall, 11 and 6 uh, playoff record. And the thing with Staubach is he got better every year for the last five years of his career. Um, now, some of that, granted, I think was some of maybe some, some changes in the offense and, you know, his uh, notoriously uh, stubborn head coach and Tom Landry maybe opening up to, to, you know, expanding the offense a little bit for a variety of reasons. But, um, he, he seemingly got better every single year of his career, um, especially in his later years, which, you know, who knows if, if he would have been able to come into the league, um, you know, early on because he was drafted in, in 64 in the AFL. Um, but, you know, that's, uh, that's, how we, that's how we judge the old guys. So try to give him love and respect. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And a lot of them. I mean, a lot of... <laughs> we, we, we have to. Pioneers of the game. A lot of, a lot of them paved the way. Um, Let's hop into Dan Marino, man. I had him eight. You had him five. You know, my – I want to hear your take on Dan Marino first. I think um, you have to put him – like, I, I could have put him like, – like I said at the beginning, like you, have to, you have to account for Super Bowl wins. So, Dan Marino didn't have one. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, that's the biggest thing in playing quarterback. Yeah, that's the big – you have to. So, I had him fifth. I had him above Favre, above Elway, United's Otto Grand Warman. If, 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 but I can't only – I can't only take it in, into account Super Bowl wins. The guy, if you want – you can plug him in to right now and he's going to throw for 6,000 yards. I was just about to say that. Plug, he... plug him in right now. Oh. He was throwing for 4,000 back then. 
with these with these rules oh, with these with these rules these athletes that wide out and 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 I take that into account too okay I kind of you got to kind of project uh, same thing we do at basketball okay how this player would have done in certain eras how you know Dan Marino was in 2020 30 years ago basically so yeah ahead of his time way ahead of his time and honestly if he won one ring the the narrative is completely different oh yeah like completely different i mean you you may even say you know some people are will argue okay now it's an argument okay brett Favre, dan marino and brett Favre won a ring dan marino didn't let me put brett Favre. okay john elway okay now you get into okay you know drew Brees, pay manning you know some of these some of these oh, yeah. quarterbacks who may want just one or two. Okay, Dan Marino has one now, plus these stats he put up. Yeah, no question. And he's probably the most talented of everybody. <laughs> I get that. He's definitely, I think, the most talented quarterback of all time. I don't think there's any question about that. And you're right. If he, if he had a ring, I'd probably have him – I might have him at four, honestly, if he, if he had a ring. Um, who, who, who are your three? Brady, Joe Payton? Brady, Joe Payton, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think many people have a problem with that. (laughs) No, I think the the biggest thing and the reason why I have him at eight is that very reason because he didn't win the Super Bowl. But on top of that, and look, there might be a lot of reasons why this, and I didn't get a chance to rewatch the game yet. But he didn't play particularly well in his only Super Bowl appearance either. Um, He did it. He did it. He was twenty nine of fifty, three hundred eighteen yards, two picks. I mean, that that was a really good San Francisco defense. Um, You know, have Ronnie Lott and you know, a lot of some, some uh, Eric Wright, some other guys, but he, you know, I, I don't think you wouldn't expect his passer rating that day was 66.9. Now, granted, you know, maybe they weren't able to get the running game going, whatever it was, but it, it, you just got to play a little better than that. If you're only going to make one Super Bowl. Now, listen, I'm sure everybody thought, Oh, it'll be bagged. And, and I hate people say that because like the chance is hard, hard. And, and what's more realistic is you won't be back. So, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it, dude, it's first off, it's hard to win one. It's hard to get to one. It's hard to make the postseason. It's hard to win a game in the NFL. Yes. Like you just <laughs> you just can't say, oh, the Chiefs, the Chiefs won 12 games last year. They won a Super Bowl. They're just gonna repeat like that. No. Yes, they have everything <laughs> coming back, but people figure you out. <laughs> These guys get paid millions for a reason. And you just might have a bad injury bug. You know, God forbid, you know, your star quarterback gets hurt. You just never know. So you just can't say, okay, most talented quarterback in the league, you know, he's throwing for 5,000 yards. Oh, he'll get back. Nah. Not, <laughs> not always not, the case. Not, nope. Not when you're one-dimensional like that either. Exactly. Um, let's move into the top four, man. You had uh, Brady, Joe, Brees, Peyton. I had Brady, Montana. Uh, Peyton, and then I had Drew Brees at five, right behind Johnny Unitas. Um, I'm gonna I'm let you I'm gonna let you dish on Brees um, momentarily. I'm gonna dish on Peyton really quick. I had Peyton at three. I would actually be willing to have a conversation about moving Peyton Manning down two spots, and and now he's got to be top five. But I wouldn't mind. I, yes. I I wouldn't argue if he was five. And and the case for that is this: Look, seven time All Pro. Um, I think the most All Pro appearances by a quarterback in league history. You know, two Super Bowls, obviously his last Super Bowl in Denver, he was a shell of himself, but he used his mind. He got it done. Um, mm-hmm. Five-time MVP. People always point 
to his playoff record. And to me, that's the biggest thing. He was 14 and 13 in the playoffs. More importantly, he was one and done eight times Ooh. in the playoffs. Some of those are worse than others. The, the, the worst one, I think the one that sticks out to most people is 0-2 when they uh, lost to the Jets 41 to nothing. Um, mm-hmm. The 0-5 against Pittsburgh when they were 14-2, that, that was tough. But, you know, I always like to add context. I think that was shortly after Tony Dungy's son had passed away, and I'm sure everybody's mind was just in different places. So I even, I even write that one off. Um, his, his worst one, and I think what's really puts it over the top was me, with me was in 2014 when he was with Denver, uh, and they lost to the Colts in the divisional round. Oh uh, yeah. Um, and you know that 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 one because then that Colts team got hammered by New England the next week. Hammered wasn't even close. It wasn't they even. Belong, they didn't belong on the field. Wasn't even close. I think it was forty-one to seven or something ridiculous. It was one of the worst conference championship games I've ever seen in my life. But you know, eight one and duns. I think you you have you have to account for that as a quarterback. Right. Um, and and a lot of these these aren't like one and duns where the team wasn't really good, but mm-hmm. you know he carried the mantle and they went nine and seven and snuck into the playoffs, but ran up against a division winner. I mean these are one and duns with fourteen and two, thirteen and three, twelve and four teams, and and yep. them losing at home in the divisional round. I should have looked this up. I, I I think he has the most divisional round home losses. Jeez, um, I never even looked at. <laughs> He he lose he lost a lot of games at home in the divisional round. And if you're playing at home in the divisional round, it means you had a bye. So yep. he lost a lot of games as a one or two seed seed. And you know, I, yeah, I, I'm okay having that conversation. And that's why, you know, I put I, I put him at three because I'm like, oh, I like Peyton. He's got a lot of accolades, but. I, I'm not going to argue with anybody who has him at five instead of three for those very reasons. Just too many postseason failures. Yeah, and that's um, – yeah, I, I wouldn't argue with anybody either. And I think I think we both – we both recognized that second Super Bowl was kind of, you know, obviously he didn't lead that team to that Super Bowl. But nonetheless, you know, they won. And the years prior, I'm glad he choked in Denver with Baltimore. Well, he didn't show. The defense kind of showed. But he didn't Hallelujah. play great. <laughs> I'm glad in 2012 that happened. And, you know, uh, he never – and, and I, I go back to the struggles against New England early in his career too. Uh, I say early, yeah. but not really early. But he couldn't – he literally just couldn't beat Brady, especially if they were home. It's, if they were in New England, I mean. He couldn't beat Brady in the playoffs. And it was just like, oh, Peyton's going to choke again. Yeah, like, I mean, you came to expect it, unfortunately. Peyton Manning was basically the Phillip Rivers <laughs> before he, you know, got over the hump. And he just – you came to expect him to choke in the postseason. But, like you say, look at those numbers. Uh, you know, you think of Peyton, you think of Omaha, which is how he literally just – hey, you don't need – Omaha! Peyton Manning didn't need an offensive coordinator. So No, they, he did. You got to take – you got to – I think about that. So that's why I don't put him – you got to get him uh, – keep him in your top five. Like, the guy's just so smart, how to read defense and things like that. Later in his career, just arm strength just, you know, went to the <laughs> – just tanked. Oh, he became noodle arm the last few years, yeah. not going to lie. And, and people, also people forget that he, he set out a whole year because of a, a yeah. possible career-ending neck injury. Yeah. Came back. 
and just destroyed the league for oh, three straight fire. years. Three straight years. He made um, Julius Thomas the highest paid tight end, and he went to Jacksonville and was just trash. Ooh, Jacksonville did, did give him all that money for nothing. Yep. Made Julius Thomas the highest paid tight end. They got Wes Welker. He re- not rejuvenated, but you kind of okay. You you go from Tom Brady to West uh, to Peyton Manning. You don't miss a beat. You 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 make Demarius Thomas think. You make people think he's a top five receiver. I never did, but <laughs> you made people think he was. He had him looking like it. Yeah, had him looking like. See what I'm saying? So, I mean, yes, you had you had Reggie Wayne, you had Marvin Harrison, Dallas Clark, Edron James. You had some potent offenses in, in Indy. Then you go to Denver, you have some, you know, some great offenses there. And I just keep going back to the guy literally ran the offense. <laughs> he ran the offense. Yeah. Tony Dunger was probably like, hey, man, what you want to do this what week? You, what you want to do? I don't what care. Just, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you got to have me in top five just for that, man. Yeah, I mean, his age, 37 season in 2013 with Denver, 5,477 passing yards, 55 touchdowns to 10 interceptions, and he completed 68.3% of his passes. That was a year, two years after um, what could have been a career-ending neck injury. I mean, just... That's ridiculous. Absurdness. (laughs) But, yeah, man, that's why, yeah. I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with Peyton at three. Not no, I'm I'm cool with Peyton at three, but I'm cool with somebody arguing. Okay, maybe he's five. Exactly. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> exactly. And to and to and then I'll, I'll throw it to you about for Drew Brees after this. But the biggest thing, you know, obviously I talked about his playoff shortcomings. The reason why I kept him at three is and, and granted, you know, it kind of feeds off one another. Yes, they had a lot of one and dones with a lot of 12, 13, 14 win teams, but at the same time. He had a lot of 12, 13, 14 win teams. And yes. that is hard. That's hard to do. Never um, had a great defense. Never had a great defense. People always like, oh, he had a lot had of great weapons. Pass rush. You know, and they surrounded him, had a great pass rush inside that dome. Um, they surrounded him with weapons. He's like, yeah, that's great. Like, fantastic. Like, that's what your front office is supposed to do. That's not going to take away from his greatness. Like, did he take advantage of the, of the weapons he had in his front office? Absolutely. That's what you're supposed to do as a great quarterback. So, you know, we're not going to sit here and say, oh, he's not that good. Because, like, I read that ridiculous stat, and I just, you know, need to start calling people out who keep retweeting it about, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers has never played with a first-round wide receiver. Who like, cares? okay, who cares? <laughs> who cares? He had Jordy Nelson. He had Greg Jennings. He had Donald yeah. Driver. They were, like, they, were, they were pretty good in their prime. Yeah, we're not going to sit here and act like he was throwing to Deion Branch his whole career. I mean, so, you know, and anyway. Um. Peyton's my guy. I mean, from 2002 to 2010, and then we'll close it out. Ooh, we'll include 2013. You know, here's his win totals, 10, 12, 12, 14, 12, 13, 12, 14, 10, injury with the neck, and then 13, 13, 12. Ridiculous. That's Peyton. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I agree, man. (laughs) All right, give me a case for Drew Brees here, man. What's going on with Brees? Drew Brees. So, from – I think literally, all right, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm on, I'm on pro football reference right now. The only knock I would give Drew Brees, and, and I don't even think, well, I don't, not I don't think, I know it's not completely on him. From 14 to 16, he went 79, 78, 79. If you go back to those rosters, if you go back to the cap 
how cap strapped they were, how they literally couldn't they couldn't get anything. They couldn't get anybody during those years. And he won when did they win the Super Bowl? Oh nine, I believe. Um other than other than those that he had three straight losing records. Um, yes, he had losing records, but you have look, 70% passing, 4,900 yards, 68% passing, 4,800 yards, 70%, 70% passing, 5,200 yards, 33 touchdowns, 32 touchdowns, 37 touchdowns. And if you look at the all time stats, I think he just surpassed Peyton within the last few years of literally every single passing stat. So that has to account for something. I don't appreciate the Saints fans <laughs> gloating about their one ring, but hey, he got one ring. Got a ring. So he got a ring. <laughs> I hate that they brag about the one ring, but hey, he got a ring. And the guy, I think about um, um, he like the Russell Wilson comparison. The dude is five nine. The guy is five nine. Yeah. So he's defeating. He's defeating the odds already. You know, he was at Sandy. He was solid in San Diego, and uh, Miami is stupid. They still regretting this to this day. <laughs> they signed Dante Culpepper over him. Uh, Nick Saban but, might still be in Miami. Man, yes. <laughs> Nick Saban would still be in Miami. But, so, yeah, he was solid in San Diego in the five years. Then he got with Sean Payton and just blew up. I think it wasn't until him and – it wasn't until him that 5,000 yards was just normal. You know? Oh, yeah. He 5,000 yards. Oh, Drew Brees. Yeah. <laughs> 5,000 yards became normal. So, 5,000, he, he threw for 5,000 yards one, two, three, four times. He threw for 4,400 yards or more one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 straight years. Sheesh. He threw for 4,400 yards and t- at least 23 touchdowns. And in 2017, the only reason he uh, he threw for so little touchdowns is because they were running the ball a lot. Yeah. Their running game was potent. Other than that, he was no less than 33 touchdowns. So you account for the stats. The stats are just ridiculous in Drew, in Drew Brees' favor. And, and I always have – I have this argument about – I think I've had it for like the last five years – Drew Brees' career is way – I want to say way better. It's better than Aaron – I would say way better than Aaron Rodgers. Oh, it's way better than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I only have Aaron Rodgers in my top ten. I mean, those two don't belong in the same conversation. I, and, and, and when people – I think when people have their, their conversation, they only, they're only thinking about talent. Okay, how he's making these wild throws. I don't care how you get the ball to the guy as long as you right. get it to him. <laughs> and Drew Brees just gets it to his guys. And he made a seventh-round pick, Marcus Colston, one of the top receivers in the league. Like, if you think about it, he had um, – Michael Thomas was a second-round pick. He's blossomed into a pretty solid receiver. Uh, still don't think he's the best, but we'll get to that another day. Uh, Michael Thomas is solid. Jimmy Graham was one of those guys, okay, this is his go-to guy. Uh, but he was a third-round pick. You know, he – it's not like they were getting, you know, first-round picks and high-priced free agent wide receivers. Drew yeah. Brees was making these guys. He made these guys. So that that's always been my case for Drew Brees, even though, like I said, I hate the Saints. <laughs> when they were when he retires, I don't know what they're gonna do. He threw for 27 touchdowns and missed five games last year. 27 touchdowns and four interceptions. He was 40. 
74% completion percentage. The year before, 74 completion percentage. 32 touchdowns, five interceptions. The year before that, 72% completion. 4,300 yards, 23 touchdowns, eight interceptions. So he's the sole reason why, you know, they're winning, you know, 11, 12, 13 games. So, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't leave him out. Um, and I have him above Peyton. If somebody argue, okay, put Peyton three and put um, Breeze five or something like that, you know, I, I wouldn't argue with it. But I just think need to put some respect on his name. <laughs> No, I'm with you, man. And I think for me, and, and when I look at some of these lists, or when I make these lists, rather, I, I think when, you, when, when you're talking about the, the hierarchy and the pantheon of, of great players, particularly at their positions, particularly at quarterback, I think that's the only time where it's appropriate to be like, mm, okay, well, they should have this and they should have that. Yeah, so, yeah. Like I had Brett Favre seven because Brett should have three Super Bowl appearances. I yes. mean, you know, uh, you know, the Vikings were cheated out of one, and that just is what it is. Simultaneously, and, you know, folks might argue, oh, well, you know, if they were cheated out of that, Breeze wouldn't have his ring. You, well, when you – the thing about could have, would have, should have, they usually balance out because mm-hmm. Breeze should have had two more rings in 2017, 2018, too, yes. to be honest. If if they don't – people are like, oh, they wouldn't have gone to Philly. They would have beat the brakes off Philly. I mean, that mm-hmm. offensive and defensive line that year for New Orleans – was ridiculous. Like Nick Foles is not going to be as settled and have as much time. And I, I, they, they, they probably rattle Foles. They were better than both uh, Super Bowl, AFC Super Bowl participants that year, particularly the Patriots. So it balances out. Um, and I yeah. think he, he would have had two more rings in the same way. I think, you know, Brett would have had another Super Bowl appearance. So um, I'm, 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 I'm with you, but career wise, and this is why I particularly love, um, Love Drew Brees, 67.6 completion percentage for his career. For his career, man. Uh, that's just that's ridiculous. Just round that up to 70. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, just round that up to 70. And, like, that's, that's, that's just crazy. And it seems like he's getting smarter and more yeah. accurate. 16, 70%. Last four years, 70, 72, 74.4, 74.3. Because he realizes, oh, I need to get this ball out, man. And, it's and just, that's the big thing. Only 12 sacks last year. the ball out. Yeah. And that's now, the thing. Like, I don't care. Yes, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, they throw a great ball. They can throw 80 whatever yards. Dude, just get the ball to the guy wearing the same jersey as you. <laughs> and score touchdowns. That's it. That's it. Get the job done. That's what Drew's always done. Um, cool, man. Let's go ahead and wrap up this week, and we'll get in the top 10 quarterbacks uh, in football right now. Next week, so we're gonna wrap up today with the with the oldies. But uh, we both had Tom Tom Brady number one, obviously Joe Montana number two, and 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 the thing was again when I when I say I was I wanted to uh, I wanted to make a case that this conversation should be had more, and then I dug deep into it and I was like, mm, nah, that's not true. And and look, I'm a Ravens fan. Everybody knows I'm a Ravens fan. I don't I do not like Tom Brady, um, but you know. You just gotta recognize greatness. Real recognize real. Um, but when I was going through and trying to create some sort of unbiased view of like, all right, well, we should at least have this conversation more. It became clear to me that like, hey, we can't have this conversation more. <laughs> um, like, and and to me, honestly, this is this is what Michael and LeBron is, honestly. Um, in that 
like LeBron is number two and you can't really argue that he's number two. And you might want to, cause he's a better human being, but mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's not steeped in reality or fact. And that's the same way for Joe Montana. And, and what my primary argument was going to be is like, Oh, the rules changed. And if Joe played now, he'd do this and that. And yeah, you know, I get that, but you know, he played in an era. I had to line it up. He played in an era, not where, you know, obviously secondaries could be a whole lot more physical, so on and so forth. But, you know, guys were still throwing the ball around, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I, I think what, what happened with me with Joe Montana is, um, one, he, he won four Super Bowls. Uh, and two, a lot of this might just be timing, right? And I think a part of this, like, you know, you can – that's one thing you could say about Jordan is that the timing was perfect. You know, he peaked in the 90s when yep. he was very yep. clearly the best. Now, there were a whole lot of Hall of Fame players during that time, but not, a, not enough Hall of Fame players – and com- like he he didn't have an equal his, yeah 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 during yeah, his yeah. peak there yeah, were a lot of hall of fame players but jordan didn't have an equal dude that's a that's that's a great argument <laughs> and that's a great and, I, point. and i and and that the honestly that separates jordan from lebron from everybody else and that's just life like go read outliers by malcolm gladwell like that just happens like you know bill gates isn't you know rich and famous because he just worked his tail off and he's the smartest person ever like no there are a variety of reasons that lead to that. Mike just didn't have an equal. Like, he happened to be born in 1963. It was perfect. Great. Same thing with Joe Montana. Like, if Joe Montana were, were you know, in his peak in the 2000s or 2010s, like, he'd probably be the greatest of all time and make as many Super Bowl appearances. The problem is he had to go through the Giants. The Vikings were pretty good during that time. The Cowboys mm-hmm. started ascending in, in the early 90s. Like, there was just more competition. Washington was actually good. No one in my age remembers that. But, you know, Washington was actually good. He had equals, whereas Tom Brady – Tom Brady is in his in his peak. I don't, he didn't have an equal at his position. Now you could say Peyton Manning. I think Peyton Manning, from a regular season perspective, yeah, was the yeah, case. Yeah, yeah. But you know, and and this is the way, and I I'll, I'll equate it this way: is just like Mike didn't have an equal in a regular season either. But you could argue, you know, you had Clyde, you had Carl Malone, you had Charles Barkley. Like you know, when you're talking That's about night point. in and night out, week in and week out. There were guys that you could make a legitimate argument for. Do you want to go to battle with them for 82 games? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You could never argue there was anybody else you wanted in the postseason other than Michael Jordan. And that's the same with Tom and Joe. It's just like Joe Montana is incredibly clutch. You know, he has, he has, he has the catch. You know, he has four Super Bowl rings. He's got the, the final comeback drive against Cincinnati in the Super Bowl, so on and so forth. But if you ask anybody out here, your life is on the line, and in order for you to walk out of this door alive, there's a minute and 59 seconds left in the Super Bowl. The ball is on the opponent's 19-yard line. Do you want the ball in Tom Brady's hand, or do you want the ball in Joe Montana's hand? I don't know a single person on this earth that would choose Joe Montana over Tom Brady. And only, only 49er fans. Only 49er fans, and it's the same thing. And it's just like, look, you can go to all your LeBron stands, and, and they might argue against this in public, but I guarantee you somebody got a gun in their head and say, look, it's, 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 it's 22 seconds left in the game. Who do you want? You want Michael yeah. Jordan or you want LeBron James? And no one in their legitimate mind, they'll <laughs> sit here and lie to you on Twitter, but no one in their very legitimate, human, reasonable mind yeah. is going to say, oh, I want LeBron James to have that ball over Michael Jordan. They're not. And there's, not, there's, there's, there's no way. Now, for the people who say, you know, that the narrative that he's, you know, he's not clutch, that's over. But as far as, okay, who do you want to have the ball? There's no question you want Michael Jordan to have the ball. 
Like if you watch the last dance and you see, I, I got reminded like, dang, this dude was like hitting buzzer beaters and just uh, uh, go ahead shots multiple in every finals, in every, every finals. season. Forget the regular season. Uh, regular season. I'm talking about game six closeout. That team just went ahead. Okay, hey, I recognize this play from earlier. I'm about to steal the ball from Carmelo. Hey, Phil, I ain't going to look at you. I'm not calling a timeout. This is my shot. And just, <laughs> come on, man. Yep, yep. And, <laughs> so, and, and that's the difference. And for me, that, that is precisely – that's why I had to put the – all right, this, this Tom Brady, Joe Montana thing isn't close because Tom Brady's only thrown for 5,000 yards once. That was in 2011. Um, that's when he had that guy. <laughs> that's, but, you know, he, you can't argue with nine Super Bowl appearances. But then the biggest difference is, and we talk about, I remember in the Last Dance documentary, Michael mentioned, um, you know, the playoffs is the highest level of competition. And Tom Brady has gone one and done twice in his career. Yep, twice. Uh, and, and one of those was last year. I'm sorry, three times. One of those was, was last year. Although I, I, I don't think I counted that. The other time was uh, against the Jets and then a wild card game against the Ravens late in yep. the 2000s. I mean, he's, he, he, he's always showing up when it matters most. And when you're talking about greats, I mean, that, that's what's going to separate them, what, what they do um, in the postseason. You know, that's just the way it is. Yeah, and, and I think um, and you, you got to bring up the, like the first three Super Bowls, a lot of people are okay. The defense cared and blah blah blah. Okay, who made the drives? <laughs> who got them in position? Exactly. Okay, Vinatieri did kick. Okay, that's he's the kicker. That's his job. The quarterback's job is to put the team in position to score. So he did his job. Then okay, he had a stretch. I think for about ten years, and people were like, "Well, is Tom Brady or is it Bill Belichick?" Then he won against what Seattle. He shouldn't have won, but he won. Nonetheless. He won. Hey. He won. He got, had a great game. So look at the losses to Philly. Um, uh, who, who else did he lose to? Um, damn, my mind is. He lost to Denver. He lost. No, it's because Denver's AFC, but I, I can't think of it. Are you talking he, about the Oh, both to the Giants and Eagles. Two Giants, right, one Eagle. So, so, but, and to both those Giants' losses, the drive before he put his team up yeah. <laughs> and the defense let him down in the Philly, in the Philly uh, loss, he set a record for the most passing yards in the Super Bowl era uh, uh, ever. So his losses aren't even on him. <laughs> the guy can legitimately have nine Super Bowls. Think about that. Yeah. This isn't the NBA. Uh, I, the Super Bowls are way harder to win than the NBA championship. Yeah. Now, so. granted, and this is and this is where I think, and I think I stumbled onto something here with the whole Mike, Mike and LeBron versus Tom and Joe. But mm -hmm. I I think it's very valid. And this is one of the things I had to I brought up in in my research as well, is that look, in the same way Mike benefited from expansion and mm -hmm. just simply having good matchups and not having to come against a team that had two quality big guys. Like Tom Brady's played in the AFC East for 20 years. Like you can't, yeah. you can't argue. You, gotta, you have to bring that up. Exactly. You can't argue that that, that that has helped him in, in making as many Super Bowl appearances as he has, but you know what? That's life. And yeah. 
you play the cards you're dealt. <laughs> you play the cards you're dealt, and it's about what you do when you're dealt those cards. And because you could have given other quarterbacks the team that he had in the division that he's had that has been historically mediocre to awful, um, and they wouldn't have done what he did. So you can you can talk about that, but it's like, all right, look what he did with it, you know. And and it's it's the same it's the same with Mike. Yeah, there was rapid expansion, and you added six teams between you know eighty eight and ninety two or whatever. Um, but what did he do with it? He went and won six rings. But it's Tom Dunn. He's went and won six rings, nine Super Bowl appearances, only been bounced from the playoffs with, and won his first game three times, three-time three All-Pro, three-time MVPs, 30 and 11 in the postseason. That is, dude, <laughs> 30 and 11. 30 and the 11. The fact that he has 30 wins, period. 30 wins. That's absurd. And the roster, the, the roster is never great. I won't say never, but it hasn't been great. It yeah. hasn't been great. And to, <laughs> that's to, a good point. <laughs> it hasn't been great, especially on offense. The defense is always, you know, solid. One a, a few years ago, the first six games, there were talks where that defense was the worst in NFL history, and I they went to that. they still went to the postseason. Still went to that. <laughs> So, and, and, and to make uh, Joe and Bre uh, Tom Brady, um, you know, uh, greater than they are, Joe, Joe Montana was a third-round pick. Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick. Neither hey, one was that. expected to do this. Yeah, good grief. <laughs> so that makes it even better. With Jordan, with LeBron, you know, they both went in the top three. You kind of expected some greatness. You didn't expect greatness from Joe Montana and Tom Brady. Wow. So, yeah, man. They, they deserve their flowers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a good point you brought up in that, you know, they're, I think in, in Tom Brady's run since 2000, I, I, I think you can count a handful of times where you will put that roster in front of your face and take, take your quarterback out of it and say, this is the best roster in football. Never. You know, I, I don't know if you, I don't know if we'd ever do that with any of those. Maybe the, maybe the 2017, they went 16 and 0. I was about to say. But, I mean, you're not going to get more than five times between 2001 and 2019 nope. where you look at that roster and say, this is the best roster in football. That's just – that's not going to happen. Even the years where they – you know, they went 14-2, and two, I think, in back-to-back -back years in 03 and 04. I, I, don't, I don't think you look at that roster and be like, this, this, is, this is the best in all of football. Dude, Deion Branch. <laughs> Deion. David Gibbons. Deion Branch was the Super Bowl MVP. Was the Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> My goodness. Come on, man. David Patton and Bethel Johnson throwing for Patrick Pass. Lord David Elvis. Patton was uh, – which one was playing corner in spot duty? Troy Brown. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Kevin Falk. Oh, man. Like, okay, like, yeah. This like, guy's a joke. That alone, like – the. Him, if, him making or winning these Super Bowls, you think, okay, man, that roster must have been talented. No. 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 <laughs> no. Ben Jarvis no, Green no. Ellis. Like, come on, man. Ben no. Jarvis Green Ellis. <laughs> um, <Algie laughs> Crumpler. <laughs> um, I mean, one, one of the best targets he ever had ended up, you know, being a, being a murderer. That will speak, you know, I think that speaks to just how <laughs> he never had that much talent at receiver or tight end. Um, he did it. And, and when he had Randy Moss, they didn't win it. They didn't win a title. So. Man.
Yeah, man. We um, hard to hard to argue. Hard, hard to argue. To argue. Both are great, but I, you, you can't argue. I don't care what era you watched football or when you were brought up. Tom Brady is. You can argue the greatest, you know, <laughs> athlete of all time, but definitely the greatest quarterback of all time. Without question. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up there. I wanted it to be a conversation. It's not. It's all good. Tom Brady's <laughs> the GOAT. Joe, we love you. You got to be number two. It's cool. It's cool. Um, it's cool. You know, ain't nothing wrong with being second. Um, don't go Kevin Durant on us. Uh, that's, uh, that's all 22 for this week. Next, we're going to go top 10 quarterbacks in all of football right now. Uh, all about the quarterback this week and next week. Um, I'm your host, Fred Curtis. Kelly, appreciate you joining me today, man. All right, man. We'll catch y'all next week on All 22.